Welcome to the Hillside. I am your host, Tina Kampala, inviting you to yet another episode of The Christian Podcast and inviting you to step up to the hillside of life. Join me as we enjoy the breathtaking view up here on the hillside. So one more time, allow me to welcome you with the book of Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 17. And it says, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears say, come and let him who thirsts come and whosoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. The invitation is to each and every one of us. And indeed, it is freely given. So one more time, welcome to the Christian podcast. Today we will be discussing the topic growing in the valley. For those of you who have taken time to listen to our previous podcast where we shared three things that you need to apply while going through the valley, well, here again we have growing in the valley, growing in the valley, growth in the valley. Is it possible? Is it something that is visible? Now, whenever we go through a valley experience, we go through traumatic events. And traumatic events are defined as those that pose a threat of serious injury or death to oneself or others. And it elicits feelings of intense fear, helplessness, or horror. Now, these events are by nature unexpected and uncontrollable. The verse that comes to mind is Philippians Chapter 4, verse 13, that says, I have strength for all things in the one strengthening me. Now, if taken positively, these traumatic events can actually bring about growth. This is known as post-traumatic growth, and it involves development of new knowledge, new abilities, new relationships, or hope and confidence following a traumatic stressor, in addition to recovering successfully from acute stress reactions. Now, religion and spirituality, and this was something I found quite interesting, they, play, they may play an important and complex role in the relationship between post-traumatic growth and forgiveness. The personal importance of religion has been shown to mediate the relationship between forgiveness and post-traumatic growth. So let's just see the journey from the time you get into the valley and how growth can actually take place when you're in the valley. When I tried to look for how best I could bring paint this picture to the listener, I thought about a book I read a few years back. It was called Johnny. The author of the book, known by the same name, um, tells us the story of her life that as a teenager, um, she loved she loved life like many of our young people and she enjoyed ride she enjoyed riding horses she loved to swim uh but this one summer day uh back in 1967 everything changed while she was swimming with some of her friends she dived into the lake and did not know that it was a very shallow part of the lake she broke her neck paralyzing her body from the neck down. And for the next two years during her rehabilitation, Joni struggled. She struggled with life. 
She struggled with God. She struggled with her paralysis. And this was Johnny's Valley. You know, her life changed from a young, energetic lady with many years well planned ahead of her into a lady who was hopeless, who was helpless, who was bitter, who was angry because it seemed that she had lost all the meaning in her life. And so she goes into the dark path as she begins her journey into the valley. Now, Johnny's words as she explains her journey in the dark path are as follows. Before that time, I didn't even know what you called people like me. Who are we? The physically challenged, the mobility impaired, the different abled, handicapped. I knew we weren't crippled or invalid, but I just didn't know, didn't have any contact with people who were hurting or in pain. The spinal cord injury changed it all for her. There she was lying in the hospital bed in the summer of 1967, desperately trying to make ends meet and desperately trying to turn to the right side of her emotion, emotions. And in her pain and despair, she begged several of her friends to assist her to commit suicide. Johnny's words um, explaining what she felt as she walked through what would be the darkest part of her life go as follows. Before that time, I didn't even know what you called people like me. Who are we? The physically challenged, the mobility impaired, the differently abled, handicapped. I knew we weren't crippled or invalid, but I just didn't have any contact with people who were hurting or in pain. That spinal cord injury changed all that. There I was lying in the hospital bed in the summer of 1967, desperately trying to make ends meet, desperately trying to turn my right side down, emotions right side up, in my pain and despair. I had begged many of my friends to assist me in suicide. And so she begged her friends to slit her wrists, to dump pills down her throat, that anything that would end her misery. The source of her depression was understandable. She could not face the prospect of sitting down for the rest of her life without the use of her hands, without the use of her legs. And all her hopes seemed dashed. Her faith was shipwrecked. But she began to seek for the purpose of the pain. In that deep, bottomless pit of her pain and distress, Johnny found the priceless ingredient. The purpose of the pain. In the deep, bottomless pit of her pain and distress, Johnny did find the priceless ingredient. You know, that one that many of us in similar circumstances never find. And she looked for God's purpose for the pain. You know, her faith was lost and her questions to God were endless. You know, she asked, where was he when she jumped into the shallow water? Why did he not heal her instantly? Why her? Why now? Why did she end up disabled? And why could she not just have broken a limb? You know, these are some of the questions we all sometimes ask whenever we are going through the valley experiences. And she was bitter and angry with God. 
and after all, he had allowed her to go through this terrible nightmare. Now, John, Johnny's approach is, it's okay to cry. You know, it's important to grieve. Romans 12 verse 15 shows us that God doesn't expect us to stifle our tears. So we shouldn't expect it of each other. It's a hard thing to first swallow a bad medical report or the birth of your child with a disabling condition and takes time to digest the reality. But sooner or later, we have to put aside the Kleenex and start thinking, start searching our God's heart in this matter. Because it's not enough to merely cope or adjust. God wants us to embrace his purpose for the pain is a good and acceptable. For we need to accept. It is not enough to merely cope or adjust. God wants us to embrace his purpose for the pain as good and acceptable. Romans 12 verse 2. And rather than try to be to frantically escape the pain, she learned the timeless lesson of allowing her suffering to push her deeper into the arms of Jesus. She liked to think of her pain as a sheepdog that keeps snapping at her feet to drive her down the road of Calvary, where otherwise she could not be naturally inclined to go. Then she began to experience growth in the valley. When she changed her perspective, when she changed, you know, the way she perceived her pain or her suffering, things began to turn around for her. Now, to this day, Joni has been able to organize within her Christian ministry a disability center. She also went ahead and wrote 48 books and received several awards for her courage and work among the disabled. She grew in the valley but not without many disappointments. Friends left her in times when she needed them. But the lesson here was to teach her or teach them a lesson. So she learned her lesson well and moved on. Joni's experience taught her that true test of our spiritual maturity is this. The next time you are hit hard with affliction, with pain or disappointment, watch how you react. Will anger or worry be your immediate response? Fretting or frustration? Measure how long it takes you to finally trust God with, all, with it all. Your knee-jerk response to suffering will tell you a lot about who you think God is. And if prayer is your last resort, God is telling you something. He's using suffering as a textbook to teach you who you really are. So if you really want to know how deep your relationship with Christ is, judge yourself when you're suffering. It will help you know how much you need to grow. Her pain has not gone away. She has not been healed, but she has grown in her valley and has even learned to smile in it. You too can grow. Just look for God in the purpose of your pain and you will soon begin to see the changes in your attitude in the valley. And before long, you will begin to grow in every area of your life. May God bless you.